you're sorry. All right, welcome back to the Roger Sarn Podcast, and I am your host, Sergeant Cruz. Today, we're going to be talking about Army Counseling. Yes, sir. I'm pretty stoked to talk about this. I like Army Counseling. I think even when I was uh, teaching this in Basic Leaders course, it was like one of my favorite topics to talk about. All right, so without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. Let's not waste your time. All right, so we're going to start off with the definition of counseling. And that is the process used by leaders to review with subordinates, the subordinates demonstrated performance and potential. All that means is that I, if I as a leader, if I am uh, observing one of my troops, then I will observe them for a specific amount of time, typically 30 days, like month, because we do monthly counseling. So typically 30 days. And then I will jot down bullet points and discuss that on things they've done and how I think they can perform ahead of time, like in the future, like what they're capable of, their capabilities. So one cool thing that just came out in March is the revamp of the DA 4856, which is the developmental counseling form. And this update, I mean, it's been over 40 years since the, the since the counseling form has been updated. So this is huge on the in the army. And from what I see, I'm looking at it right now, and I'm going to kind of like walk you guys through it. It still has four parts, right? Um, it kind of looks like a an evaluation support form, if you if you will, like at least with the same guidelines. Um, that's what it reminds me of if, as I'm looking at it. So part one, it still has your admin data, name, rank, date of counseling, organization, and the name and title of the individual that's counseling you, right? The counselor. Then in part two. You have the background information. So the some of the changes, um, the background information, now it's talking, it, it identifies the approach in which you're taking with this soldier that you're counseling, right? So you have three approaches. There's non-directive, there's combined and directive. The non-directive is, you know, it's kind of like, um, um, I'm going to let the soldier come up with uh, a way forward. The combined is we're going to work together. And the directive is, hey, you're going to do this. And that's all to it. And then it also has the type of counseling and the type of counseling. There's three types of counseling, which are professional growth, performance and event oriented uh, professional growth. It talks about schools or any any type of uh, yeah schools, civilian schools, military schools or any type of way that you can kind of like develop yourself and be more of an asset. The performance is what you've done in that block of time. And the event oriented is something happened specifically. And then it has something that says general form. So general form of counseling would be I can just counsel you for whatever it is, and I'm gonna, we're, and we're just gonna talk about it. Um, and I'm sure they're gonna come out with much more guidance when it comes to this form because it's it's out there. And I'll go to ATP six twenty two point one, and I haven't really s seen any scratch out changes in there. But I'm pretty sure they'll they'll have some type of like slideshow or something for those, um, for those of us who who are kind of like, yes, we. Understand it's self-explanatory, but what are the actual guidelines? And then we can brief that down to the lowest level. Um, and then it has the purpose, and the purpose is is going to be either quarterly, monthly, and then it has a, a a slot there that you can put the date. And then it has training data, which I find pretty cool. Um, you have your ACFT, like what's your score? Uh, it has your weapons qual score, what type of weapon you shot. It has your distance learning 
uh, status. So what DLC are you on? So if you're on DLC 1, 2, or 3, it says it there. It has your GT score. The GT score, I think, here, this is this is huge to put it in there because this is always going to be a constant reminder to the leader if that individual needs to improve it. The overall goal is to have above a 110 because 110 GT score opens up the doors for any type of uh, 4187 or action that you're trying to do. Like if you're trying to apply to be an officer, you're trying to apply to be a paramedic, you're trying to apply to be ranger. Like 110 is typically that bottom bottom line. Um, so that's that's good. And another thing about the GT score, um, typically if your GT score is under 110, but definitely under 100, leaders are supposed to get you, or that's the thought process, get you into like the fast class so you can push that GT score up. And um, again, it opens up the doors. Um, it also has height, your weight. And another cool thing that it has is ESB, EIB, and EFMB. So now said that the army, um, I think as of like three, four years ago, they implemented the ESB expert soldier badge. That means that everyone is is allowed to to challenge these badges and and potentially get them because with EFMB, typically if you're not in the medical field, it was a thing, and then it wasn't a thing, you couldn't do it. Um, with the EIB, the infantry badge, it's the same thing, but now they have a general soldier badge. So same is just as difficult, same kind of like baseline, but you still have the opportunity to distinguish yourself before it was just the infantryman and the and the medics. And then it has a block that says yes or no. So that's that's that's, that's pretty dope if you ask me in part two for the background. So it's kind of like it's giving me a snapshot of that individual and what they've accomplished or what they need to accomplish. And then you have part three, again, another huge change. Before, it was just a big open block that that kind of um, you just type in your bullets and keep it moving. But here, it has key points of discussion, and it has key points one through eight. You have exhibited army values, technical and tactical proficiency. You have communicated effectively. You have exhibited effort, exhibited personal discipline. You also have contributes to the team, exhibited fitness, military, and appearance. So... Oh, and lastly, it has balanced personnel, personal and work obligations. So it really, really digs deep into um, kind of like the overall soldier con concept, like I like exhibited effort. I'm not going to lie. There's been days that I just be like, you know what? I ain't about it today. But if that's a thing that I do constantly, it will reflect. So that's the cool thing about that. I, I think that this revamp up until now from what I'm letting you guys know it's freaking huge um communicated effectively i mean how many times do we talk talk about leaders or talk about soldiers that just don't communicate you know you get that late night text or you don't get the text or you get the text 20 minutes before that you got to be at a certain um, place or something like that so this is all incumbent uh contributes to team i think that's huge because a lot of um alienated followers and stuff like that so so this will kind of like mitigate a lot of these issues that we're having and be able to address them, specifically address them and 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 make it better. Then um, you have the plan of action. Same thing, but this one says specific measures, achievable, uh, realistic time-based objectives and milestones. So you can't just come out of here and, and go balls to the wall with some crazy stuff. Like it has to be measurable and it has to be specific. Um, and then it has implementation of start time. 
So this right here is going to drive you to having to conduct that follow-up because it says the, the start time that you're trying to um, get this stuff started, whatever the action is that you're trying to get the soldier to do, and then you have the assessment date time frame. So is it going to be a monthly thing? Is it going to be a quarterly thing? Or is it just going to be a, 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 a six-week program, an eight-week program, maybe a six-month? You know, Because sometimes soldiers, let's say if I'm asking a soldier to go to school, they can't get enrolled and get a freaking um, a grade or two or get eight credit hours like I want them in two months. It'll probably take them six months. So that specific counseling go to that. And then it has the session closing which is the same thing. It has the agree, disagree with the information above. Um, leader's responsibility, same thing. Leader has to implement the plan of action. Um, I mean, sorry, leaders have to describe what they're going to do in order to achieve this plan of action or assist. And then the last part is uh, assessment of the plan of action, right? Did the, are the goals, did the goals um, get met? And did you have to modify anything? And then on top of that, there's another section that says, is are there any further follow-ups necessary? So this thing is huge. And then there's a last page that this is what we talked about that we talk about before, like in session in close in session closing in that area, the individual counsel, the person that's getting counseled sometimes doesn't have enough space to kind of like fill fill that that fill it up or or for their remarks there's not enough space. So they say, Oh, well, you can just get another page or put it on a memo and stuff like that well there's a third page to avoid all of that and then there's a date and it'll have the soldiers information there so uh, man I, I think the army hit the nail on the head this time there are many things that that I'm pretty sure you as a soldier leader or um or just any individual that or a retiree they'd be like you know what the army's doing too much but I think this one they did just enough and got it right um so yeah I'm pretty stoked to to do this. I can't wait to use my first counseling. <laughs> All right. So next thing, so we know what counseling is. We've we're we're, we're discussing the new DA forty eight fifty six that was launched in March of twenty twenty three this year. Um, and next, we're going to talk about let's talk about the characteristics of the counseling. Right, like things. How what does the counselor have to be or understand in order to use this form properly and get a good outcome? There are five characteristics to a counseling, right? There's purpose, there's flexible, and um, there's respect, there's communication, and then there's support. I think it's flexibility, to be honest with you. I think I'm misspeaking. So purpose, you're identifying the reason why you're freaking counseling the soldier. That's it, hands down. And then flexibility, um, specialist Cruz is not the same as specialist Jones, so I should not be taking the same approach when counseling, right? Every individual is different, and I have to approach these individuals at, as such. So I can't have a cookie-cutter type of um, counseling um, process for everyone because not everyone responds the same, and that's just the bottom line. Uh, respect, you got to, I mean, you you just got to respect your soldiers. This is not something that you'd be like, well, you know what? Soldier doesn't respect himself, so why should I respect them? Well, you should respect them because you're a freaking leader and you're supposed to show them that they need to respect themselves and show them how to progress and show them how to project and 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 be that that soldier that that just that just shows presence where they when they walk in the door, right? That establishes themselves. So, therefore, 
I think when you respect the soldier, you're going to give them a lot more input and you're going to give them, you're, you're going to go that extra mile. So every troop, every person in, in the world, believe it or not, they deserve some type of respect, but you definitely as a leader need to be respect your troops. So address them with respect, uh, communication, make sure you're communicating with your troop, meaning that when you sit down in council, it's not a one way, one way conversation. You should be talking and you should be also allowing your troop to talk. And when your troop is talking, you should be actively listening. You should be providing feedback. And you should also be um, like, um, you should also be asking questions, like thought provoking questions, open ended questions. Jesus Christ, it took me a minute to get that out. But yeah, you should be asking open ended questions. It should be a conversation that you create with your soldier. It shouldn't be a yes or no question because, and then, it's it's what's the point in sitting down other than checking the block so communication make sure it's an open two-way communication and most of that stuff that you're gonna come up with and you're gonna learn about your soldier you'll probably be able to write that you probably should write it down in your uh, counseling session and then support support is just the overall what are you doing for the troop how are you assisting your soldier in getting better at pt how are you assisting your soldier with their financial issues how are you assisting your soldier with enrolling in school? What is the support that you're providing? Not just morals or mental support, like what are the avenues of approach that you're giving these troops in order to get better and accomplish the mission that you're asking them to do? So that's that's the those are the five characteristics of the counseling. And think this is the way a leader should be a, approaching these counselings. And just before you sit down to counsel, there's a process that you have to go by, right? It's called the four-stage counseling process, which is, again, the purpose, but it's called identify the need for counseling. What's the reason? And then you have to prepare for the counseling because if you go in there just guns blazing and you don't have a plan to stick to the script, right? Conversation can go left. Conversation can go right. It can go any which way, but stay straight. And then on top of that, you guys can come up with about five, six other arguments in which doesn't allow you to get to the root of this case right here. So so make sure you prepare for the counseling so it's you you make you're going to select a suitable place for that troop. You're going to identify them and I mean you're going to let them know that you're going to counsel them and give them a, a a pretty decent time. You shouldn't be counseling your troops when it's time to go home. And I would argue that you sh probably shouldn't counsel them during PT times. Should be counseling them sometime during the middle of the day when they're not occupied and and they and and they're well aware of it. Um, and then you're going to conduct the counseling. Oh, I'm sorry. And then establish a, a pretty good atmosphere. Don't just go in there guns blazing, even if it's a counseling that it's a event oriented in which the soldier probably screwed up or something like that. Right. So make sure that you, that you kind of like establish a good atmosphere. So when this, when you're speaking to the soldier about something that they've done negative in nature, they're open to, to, and receptive. Um, then this conduct the counseling, right? You open the session, you start talking about it, and then you record the session, which is everyone, um, s signs it, acknowledges plan of action, and then you just close it. And then we wait until the next time, right? Closing it technically is in the follow-up because that's when you close a counseling, right? But you close that, that session. Hey, we'll come back about 30, 40 days, whenever the time frame that you say. And then the follow-up, right? The follow-up is the last part of the counseling. That's where you're going to see if what you have done or the plan of action that you guys agreed to or the plan of action that you 
provided for that troop, if it's effective or if it was effective or not. If it's not, why wasn't it effective? And that's what's cool about this new um, this new counseling form because it says if it, it says further follow up necessary. So if it wasn't effective, then what are you going to do? Like, what's your plan B, plan C, right? So now you continue until you address the issue and you put it to, to bed. Like it's it's addressed and there's an outcome and there's the the outcome that you want it or the soldier needs. So I think the new counseling form again. I'm not, I'm just, I'm just all over it. All right. So those are the four stages of the counseling process. So, um, what, what do I think about all of this, about counseling in itself? I'm not going to lie. I think that, uh, too many leaders are out here. They're just not counseling troops. Um, I'm not sure if it's, well, yeah, I'm not sure if it's, if it's actually, you know, there's not enough time. I'm not sure if it's because they just think that if, if they counsel the troop, and then they might show some type of uh, flaw or something like that because a lot of times people don't want to teach classes. People don't want to get in front of their troops. People, tr- leaders stay in the background so they can not kind of like subject themselves to be cr- uh, ri- ridiculed or criticized if they do something wrong. Like they want to be that perfect leader. So I'm not sure if it's that or if it's just they think that everyone's adults and you should know what to do. But me, I'm telling you, after so many years in the army, as I get to, as I progress, I still want to know what that leader needs, what that leader thinks I need to do in order to get to, to be the best me that I can, to meet that criteria that they have, right? So um, I, I, I think that a lot of mofos are just out here just not counseling troops, and, and, and it's sad because uh, it's it's a track record. You got to think about it, like, if I'm counseling you for up to 36 months that a, uh, a troop stays at one duty station, I'm helping myself write awards because I can always go back. If I'm trying to recommend for promotion, I can go back and I can show proof. And I can keep track of just behaviors. If 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 it's a, a, a rehabilitative soldier or a soldier that needs assistance or just the problem child, if you will, and you need to address them a lot more, you have a track record of what you have done and what hasn't worked or has worked. Um, if that individual goes to another um, unit that's still within the battalion, you still have that um, that counseling packet that that next leader can look at and say, okay, this worked and this didn't work. And they can continue that. Um, it, it, it gives you, also counseling gives you a time, like a time to connect with your troops. Like if, if, excuse me, if there was no other time, um, uh, you at least get once a month to sit down and talk to your troop and, and get everything you, you need or want out of them. Um, counseling's duration, it's debatable. Some people say 15 minutes. Some people say 55 minutes. Some people say something in the middle. I think it's just as long as it needs, right? As long as it needs. And as long as you feel comfortable and you guys are continuing a conversation and not freaking going around beating a dead horse and going back to the same thing. But yeah, I think it, it gives you time to to check the pulse for all your troops when you're talking to them. Um, and it, it, like it gives you that one on one for at least, like I said, at least once a month. And this is the time that you as a leader can definitely let your troop know what your expectations are. Right. Um, being pushy is not being a, contra- a counterproductive leader. So this 
when you give them these standards or these goals that are just way above standard, you're trying to get the most out of them. And through counseling, I think is the best form because it's written down. They can always go back because soldiers always have access to their counseling packets. They can always go back and say, check these off. Just check them off. All right. So I enrolled in school. All right. So I, I gained 20 more points on my PT score. All right. So I increased um, by five on my weapons qual. Whatever it is that, that the expectation that the leader wants you to do, you can always have it there and you can provide it to them. Um, and, and then on top of that, it, on the flip side, it provides the leader with, um, what is it called, with, with an insight on what the soldier's goals are, right? Because at the end of the day, soldiers have goals too. Not everyone wants to um, be, a, be a ranger, but some of them want to be a sapper. Some of them may want to um, be a sniper. Some of them may want to go EFMB, ESB, EIB. Some of them want to go to school, PA, whatever route it is. That lets you know what you need to be working your troop towards. Because if I'm trying to get a bachelor's degree, and I'm working you towards doing more military uh, schooling. Is that in line with the goals? Probably not. So you're probably not going to get the most out of your troop. Um, so, yeah, provide that clear outline to your troop. You have to. And I think through counseling is the way we do it. That's it. And and and, and I'm sorry I got on one, guys. But, um, yeah, that's what I think about counseling. So let me know what you guys think, too. But... I really um like to thank you guys for joining me again on the Roger Sarn podcast. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, man, probably TikTok, YouTube. Um, like, subscribe, download, leave a review or comment. You can email me at rogersarn at gmail.com. That's rogersarn at gmail.com for any questions, comments, concerns, any ideas, subjects you want to cover. All right. So I appreciate you guys. Remember, you don't have to embrace the suck. If you got the right tools in your ruck, I'm out. Roger, sorry.